The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com. Empire. Are you ready for some football? Are you? In, in the NFL, to date, and so, you know, don't know if this will change in that new normal world, the things tend to stay in their seats. And so we can understand this information by just looking at concessions data. And so if you look at concessions data throughout a game, you see tons, you see huge peaks before the game, you see huge peaks at halftime. That's Moon Javay, Vice President of Strategy and Analytics with the San Francisco 49ers, where 2020 has become the year to relearn how to connect with a fan base. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Some venues will have fans, some won't. Whether the NFL will run into Major League Baseball-like Corona speed bumps with their personnel, we don't know. And frankly, how the viewing public consumes the country's most popular sport as the pandemic continues into the fall. All of these issues are top-line, heady problems sitting on top of a mountain of minutia that has turned marketing sports, brands, and teams into a confusing mess. But the ones who do some deep reflection, they'll come out of 2020 just fine. Let's welcome our guest this week. He's the Chief Strategy Officer of the San Francisco 49ers, Moon Javade. Hey, Moon, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Um, I, I'm glad to hear you're doing great. The rest of us are just trying to survive 2020. Uh, what a what a crazy year. Um, can you kind of talk about the perspective of working with a football team as you approach the idea of a season in a pandemic? Yeah, great, great question here. And, you know, this season has been, this offseason has been unlike any other that we've had in our past that I've been with the 49ers. So I've been with the 49ers for uh, eight seasons. And this offseason has been very unique. I think that the biggest thing that, that really just happened is all of the different scenario plans. And so even to this day, we still have not announced um, if we will have fans or how many fans will be in the building. And as you can imagine, our plans for how the stadium would operate are very different if we have a full stadium, a half stadium, or no stadium. And each one of those plans also has different financial impacts as well. So we spent a lot of time this off season putting together many different iterations of plans of how this season could unfold and then understood the budget implications of all those um, types of decisions. And that's just uh, you know probably three to four times as much work as we're usually yeah. doing in the off season as we have to plan so many different scenarios. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Um, let me ask you this: I, like, and, and I don't. At the time we're taping this, we're about a month away from the season starting. Um, had you feared at some point that there, there, and I guess there still could not be one, but had you feared at any point this summer that we were just not going to have a football season? For me, definitely. I mean, the, the emotions have ranged, and, and it ranges 
you know, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. And, you know, there's been weeks where I'm convinced that we're going to have a full season um, as we follow the, the number of cases. And then, you know, we see another peak and then I'm convinced that we're, we're not going to have any fans. And so um, definitely a lot of swings of emotions this off season, particularly as, you know, coronavirus and the threat of the pandemic has had swings and ebbs and flows as well. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that even though there's been no announcements about what fan attendance will look like, if there will be fan attendance, this is going to affect the team and league significantly. Um, how do you guys try to approach accounting for that as you get set for the NFL season? You know, really, we just we just are working off of the best information that we have today um, and, and making plans accordingly. So when we are looking at a, at a potential season that, um, you know, has half the fans or, or quarter fans, we're going to try and plan out the best experience possible for those plans and what that means operationally. Um, and similarly, if there's, if there's no fans in the building, we've had uh, a lot of meetings and brainstorming sessions um, with our executive team and with team members of our um, overall team on what we can do for our fans and what we can do, you know, at the stadium to try and make it the best experience possible. And so it's just, just a lot of strategic sessions and, and brainstorming and planning that we've, we've gone through over the last couple of months as well. How about staying connected in general um, with your fan base and with fans around the world? Um, how have you all approached that, um, knowing that things are very different and maybe the way people are consuming information these days may be different as well? Absolutely. Great question. And um, I know Alex Chang, our chief marketing officer, and Meg Ryan, our VP of social and digital, would certainly want to chime in here. Um, but, you know, we definitely believe that content is extremely important um, during this time frame and to connect with your fans. And so not only has our team met on some of the best practices, but in terms of the league, so the NFL, and we've seen best practices from NFL, NBA, NHL, and every league has been focused on ensuring um, that teams are coordinating and, and um, interacting with their fans. And so we, we look at best practices from what other teams are doing, and, and the league sends those around pretty much once a week. So we'll get some pretty good thought starters or ideas, and then um, we'll be able to implement our, our own strategy um, based off of our brainstorming sessions and what we're seeing around the league. What are fans telling you um, when they say they want to hear from you? What, what do they want to hear? Like, how, how do they want to be communicated with at this point? Yeah, great question. And I think, you know, that, that answer differs. You know, if you ask me in March, if you ask me in April, May, June, or July, and, you know, even August. And so I think as we started in March and April, there, there, there definitely was uh, a much bigger trend to seeing fans saying that they would not want to attend live events um, and they would um, absolutely wait until, you know, a vaccine came out. Um, as we've progressed throughout the month, I think we've seen that, that trend of fans not, not feeling comfortable coming to, to full stadiums and children is um, either safety protocols that are put in place, cleanliness protocols that are put into place, um, social distancing practices. So we, each team has come up with their own plan to ensure that they can hit on each one of those pieces on the, the safety, the security, the cleanliness of the building um, to help promote a, a safe environment within, within a stadium. Um, and fans have, have really articulated that that's what they want. As I talk about 
what how they want to be communicated with. Fans always love um, insider content or content that's not previously available, exclusive content. And then for us at the NFL, um, content where you can see the players face and recognize them a little bit more. So we call it under under the helmet. And so typically fans just see their favorite football players with their helmet on and so that they're not as recognizable as athletes across other sports. And so uh, NFL fans, and, and in particular our fans, really do enjoy seeing some of those moments from um, from our players where they're, where they're in their normal environment, interacting from, with fans from, from their houses. Um, I, the NFL draft that we saw that happened in May, you know, really was, was a good look into that, where you got to see inside Roger Goodell's home, and that was the first sort of peek that anyone's ever gotten at Goodell's home. Yeah. And... It was, it was really a different experience than anything we've seen before, and um, I think fans re- uh, responded very favorably to it. Yeah, I think there are some, some clearly some unintended consequences, because here we are in this very unique situation uh, where we're dealing with the public health crisis, but it has forced people to think creatively about how they're going to message um, has anything, and maybe we're in the middle of this and it may be too soon to ask this, it'd probably be better to ask in January, February when you when you get ready for whatever the next season is going to be, which hopefully will be normal again. But have there been some lessons learned strategically through all of this that you think may end up carrying over when the world gets back to normal again? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, I think you're seeing this not just in sports, but in, but in every industry, I, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated when I turn on the TV at, at, at night and I see all the commercials of, you know, every every single business talking about how they've evolved and now they have set up their business so that it can operate in today's world. And I mean, today is of today where there's a pandemic around us. And, you know, sports is, is no different. We, we all will have to evolve in every industry, including sports. And we'll certainly see some pieces. I mean, from a concessions perspective, an area where where I lead with uh, our VP of operations, um, Jim Mercurio, is, is, is one where we certainly will see some change. So looking at more prepackaged items that could be available or flows of customers that will involve less interaction with people. Um, we are, we were, we were introducing self-service kiosks this year, and now we're looking at antimicrobial surfaces that can be touched upon it or how to clean those surfaces. Um, in, in a fashion that we, you know, might not have uh, protocols that might not have been uh, in place called last year or the year before, but certainly will be in place um, in future years. And streamlining services, it sounds like as well, obviously health and safety here is paramount if people are going to be in the building, but it sounds like streamlining services as well, that you are working towards making the game day experience better in a lot of ways, health crisis or no health crisis. Absolutely. We're, we're always trying to, um, maximize our fans' experience. We we do a surveys focus group. We have happy or not terminals within our building and our executive huddle, which is our real time data warehouse. And we leverage all this feedback to make changes in our building. You know, to the tune of we've made hundreds of changes in the first eight years eight years of our building just based off of what our fans say. Um, as we look at it this year, you know the differences are are coming much more from the safety, security, cleanliness aspect and how to keep our, our fans socially distant and thinking about what the, what the new normal might look like. And so as we talk about 2020, 
and what that season might look like. We're also thinking about season the next season in 2021 because 2021 probably doesn't look like 2019. 2021 yeah. probably doesn't look like 2020, but it's some sort of um, new world challenge. Um, we're taking some elements of 2020 and progressing from where we were from 2019 from a socially distant cleanliness um, environment. And so I think for us, we'll have to look at what's happening this year and, and still come up and see what, what's working and what's not working. And then, you know, you take the best of what's working and expand on it. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say, um, uh, I'm okay with it not going back to 2019, but we do not want 2020 again. So hopefully 2021 is something better than that when, when we get around to the next season. Um, you had mentioned that you're, you've been listening to your fans. You've made a lot of changes through the eight years of Levi Stadium. Um, can you be specific? What, what are some of the things that they've told you? What does the modern fan want? Yeah, I think that the biggest piece is, is really just around concessions. And, and so this year we're, we were launching or are launching our member-inclusive menu, which is effectively for our season ticket holders. When they walk into our building, um, 70% of the food items that they would have had to pay for last year will be included for free uh, based off of their ticket purchase. So for our season ticket holders, if they want hot dogs, sausages, french fries, nachos, soft drinks, water, um, they can just go up to the register and, and scan their phone and it'll recognize them as a season ticket holder and they will not have to pay any additional money. And so that, that's probably the biggest piece of feedback we've heard from our fans throughout the years. And this is pervasive across, you know, not just the 49ers, but for all teams is concessions is a, um, a pretty tough area for fans. Um, in terms of fan satisfaction, concessions tends to be the lowest amongst all the key areas of a game day experience. And as a fan, you can, you can imagine it because, hey, no one wants to pay $5 for a hot dog or $10 for a beer. Um, you know, I go to the movies and I, and I always grumble about paying my $7 for a popcorn and $6 for a soda. Um, but, you know, working on the business side, I understand why that happens just with the, the nature of there's a concessionaire, there's a team, and it's, it's actually really costly to service a building. Um, so that's what causes the prices to be a little bit higher. But for us, we heard that feedback from our fans and we decided to implement the member-inclusive menu. Uh, another really big one that we did put in place was um, we added our ring of honor um, up on top of our uh, suite tower, and we added more of our iconic imagery from our 49ers throughout our stadium. And so when we opened our stadium, our desire was to keep it very clean. Um, and so, you know, opened in 2013, and, or sorry, 2014, and it was, you know, very clean, beautiful building. And, you know, the first things we heard from our friends is it was a little too clean and they wanted more of that imagery. And so huh. we, we invested seven figures to get, to get more of that imagery up around our building. So those, those are probably two of the bigger ones that we've implemented. But then there's also hundreds of really small ones like, hey, watering down dirt parking lots so that the dirt doesn't kick up when people are driving through it. Um, and, you know, small, small pieces of feedback like that as well. Um, we've talked to uh, a number of your colleagues with uh, across sports um, and the what we're hearing from a lot of different people, specifically in baseball and, and maybe in the NBA as well, is the fans are, are looking for a different experience on game day that it's not traditional that they want to sit in the same seat the whole game or two weeks in a row, that they want to move around, that they want to have other experiences, that it's a, that they're taking this in differently than, say, me, middle-aged man, used to take in 
a football game. Are you seeing that in in football that the fans are looking for something that is beyond just the game that's in front of them? You know, that's a great question. Um, and you know, wearing my Elevate Sports Ventures hat. So, in addition to working for the Forty ers I also work for Elevate Sports Ventures, which is our sports consulting agency, and we do get to work with a number of other clients across sports. And I think that what you're talking about is definitely more present in MLB. Yeah. And uh, to a certain extent, the NBA in, in the NFL to date. And so, you know, don't know if this will change in that new normal world. Is fans tend to stay in their seats. And so we can understand this information by just looking at concessions data. And so if you look at concessions data throughout a game, you see tons, you see huge peaks before the game, you see huge peaks at halftime, you see small peaks in the middle of quarters, but you see rarely any action. Um, during the course of a quarter, um, very minimal, which means the fans are staying in their seats and not transacting and not walking around the building. So I think in football, it's a little different just with the way the game flows. Um, but I think that's definitely what you're articulating is definitely more present in baseball and, and basketball. To, so, to some extent. so you don't see it, you're not anticipating that there is an alteration in what the modern fan wants at an NFL stadium at this point. Correct. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it will be different, but hey, um, we're going to see in the next uh, yeah. couple months. We are. Um, Moon, I, I'm as an enormous football fan. Man, do I hope these guys are playing. And secondarily, we get through a whole season. And thank you so much for taking us through some of the thinking um, from the San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely. Happy to chat. On the next Future Sport Podcast, investment in sports and its content, it has a clear path. One of the reasons I got into esports and traditional sports is because I saw kind of the way consumption was occurring in the gaming world. And I thought, wow, this is where we're going to see the NBA. This is where we're going to see the NFL. That's Dan Bravado, president of the 76 Capital Sports Advisory, where pandemic or no pandemic, opportunity in sports media content plays remain open for business. That'll do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.